Today is the 7th of October 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. And if you're joining us for the first time, let me say welcome and thank you for joining us. And let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture and music. It's simple, it's easy. You'll pick it up as we go along. We start each episode with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? O Holy Father God, you are worthy of all our praises. You reign in majesty above us, and you are our Lord forever. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be graced by your presence today. Hallowed be your name. Accept our love and adoration in Jesus' name. We're here to pray, Almighty God, that you will always light our way with your presence. We resist evil and pray that your light will always shine in us. May all people see your glory through us and come to worship you as the living God. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God, and then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in our Bible readings today, we read about the death of King Hezekiah, and we continue with Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. We'll see you on the other side.
Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Eternal One, speak to us today. Through the words in these pages, the words that we hear, but also the voices we speak to, the lives we interact with. May all of these, Lord, remind us that you are ultimately the God of all gods, the King of all kings, and the Lord of all lords. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the Good News Translation, and we're beginning with 2 Kings 20. About this time, King Hezekiah became sick and almost died. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said to him, The Lord tells you that you are to put everything in order because you will not recover. Get ready to die. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed, Remember, Lord, that I served you faithfully and loyally and that I have always tried to do what you want me to do. And he began to cry bitterly. Isaiah left the king, but before he had passed through the central courtyard of the palace, the Lord told him to go back to Hezekiah, ruler of the Lord's people, and say to him, I, the Lord, the God of your ancestor David, have heard your prayers and seen your tears. I will heal you, and in three days you will go to the temple. I will let you live fifteen years longer. I will rescue you and the city Jerusalem from the emperor of Assyria. I will defend the city for the sake of my own honor and because of the promise I made to my servant David. Then Isaiah told the king's attendants to put on his boil a paste made of figs, and he would get well. King Hezekiah asked, What is the sign to prove that the Lord will heal me, and that three days later I will be able to go up to the temple? Isaiah replied, The Lord will give you a sign to prove that he will keep his promise. Now would you prefer to have the shadow on the stairway go forward ten steps, or back ten steps? Hezekiah answered, It's easy to have the shadow go forward ten steps. Have it go back ten steps. Isaiah prayed to the Lord, and the Lord made the shadow go back ten steps on the stairway set up by King Ahaz. About that time the king of Babylonia, Merodach Baladan, the son of Baladan, heard that King Hezekiah had been sick, so he sent him a letter and a present. Hezekiah welcomed the messengers and showed them his wealth, his silver and gold, his spices and perfumes, and all his military equipment. There was nothing in his storerooms or anywhere in his kingdom that he did not show them. Then the prophet Isaiah went to King Hezekiah and asked, Where did these men come from? And what did they say to you? Hezekiah answered, They came from a very different country, from Babylonia. What did they see in the palace? They saw everything. There is nothing in the storerooms that I didn't show them. Isaiah then told the king, The Lord Almighty says that a time is coming when everything in your palace, everything that your ancestors have stored up to this day, will be carried off to Babylonia. Nothing will be left. Some of your own direct descendants will be taken away and made eunuchs to serve in the palace of the king of Babylonia. King Hezekiah understood this to mean that there would be peace and security during his lifetime, so he replied, The message you've given me from the Lord is good. Everything else that King Hezekiah did, his brave deeds, and an account of how he built a reservoir and dug a tunnel to bring water into the city, are all recorded in the history of the kings of Judah. Hezekiah died, and his son Manasseh succeeded him as king. Isaiah 38 
About this time, King Hezekiah became sick and almost died. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to see him and said to him, The Lord tells you that you are to put everything in order because you will not recover. Get ready to die. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed, Remember, Lord, that I have served you faithfully and loyally, and that I have always tried to do what you wanted me to do. And he began to cry bitterly. Then the Lord commanded Isaiah to go back to Hezekiah and say to him, I, the Lord, the God of your ancestor David, have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will let you live fifteen years longer. I will rescue you and the city of Jerusalem from the emperor of Assyria, and I will continue to protect the city. Isaiah told the king to put a paste made of figs on his boil, and he would get well. Then King Hezekiah asked, What is the sign to prove that I will be able to go to the temple? Isaiah replied, The Lord will give you a sign to prove that he will give you his promise. On the stairwell, built by King Ahaz, the Lord will make the shadow go back ten steps. And the shadow moved back ten steps. After Hezekiah recovered from his illness, he wrote this song of praise. I thought that in the prime of life I was going to the world of the dead, never to live out my life. I thought that in this world of the living I would never again see the Lord or any living person. My life was cut off and ended, like a tent that is taken down, like a cloth that is cut from a loom. I thought that God was ending my life. All night I cried out with pain, as if a lion were breaking my bones. I thought that God was ending my life. My voice was thin and weak, and I moaned like a dove. My eyes grew tired from looking to heaven. Lord, rescue me from all this trouble. What can I say? The Lord has done this. My heart is bitter and I cannot sleep. Lord, I will live for you, for you alone. Heal me and let me live. My bitterness will turn to peace. You save my life from all danger. You forgive all my sins. No one in the world of the dead can praise you. The dead cannot trust in your faithfulness. It is the living who praise you, as I praise you now. Parents tell their children how faithful you are. Lord, you have healed me. We will play harps and sing your praise. Sing praise in your temple as long as we live. About that same time, the king of Babylonia, Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan, heard that King Hezekiah had been sick. So he sent him a letter and a present. Hezekiah welcomed the messengers and showed them his wealth, his silver and gold, his spices and perfumes, and all his military equipment. There was nothing in his storerooms or anywhere in his kingdom that he did not show them. Then the prophet Isaiah went to King Hezekiah and asked, Where did these messengers come from, and what did they say to you? Hezekiah answered, They came from a distant country, from Babylonia. What did they see in the palace? They saw everything. There was nothing in the storerooms that I didn't show them. Isaiah then told the king, The Lord Almighty says that a time is coming when everything in your palace, everything that your ancestors have stored up to this day, will be carried off to Babylonia. Nothing will be left. Some of your own direct descendants will be taken away and made eunuchs to serve in the palace of the king of Babylonia. King Hezekiah understood this to mean that there would be peace and security during his lifetime. So he replied, The message you have given me from the Lord is good. Comfort my people, says our God, 
comfort them. Encourage the people of Jerusalem. Tell them they have suffered long enough and their sins are now forgiven. I have punished them in full for all their sins. A voice cries out, Prepare in the wilderness a road for the Lord. Clear a way in the desert for our God. Fill every valley. Level every mountain. The hills will become a plain. The rough country will be made smooth. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it. The Lord himself has promised us. A voice cries out, Proclaim a message. What message shall I proclaim, I ask? Proclaim that all human beings are like grass. They last no longer than wildflowers. Grass withers and flowers fade when the Lord sends the wind blowing over them. People are no more enduring than grass. Yes, grass withers and flowers fade. But the word of our Lord endures forever. Jerusalem, go up on a high mountain and proclaim the good news. Call out with a loud voice, Zion. Announce the good news. Speak out and do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah that their God is coming. The Sovereign Lord is coming to rule with power, bringing with him the people he has rescued. He will take care of his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs together and carry them in his arms. He will gently lead their numbers. Can anyone measure the ocean by handfuls or measure the sky with his hands? Can anyone hold the soil of the earth in a cup or weigh the mountains and hills on scales? Can anyone tell the Lord what to do? Who can teach him or give him advice? With whom does God consult in order to know and understand and to learn how things should be done? To the Lord the nations are nothing, no more than a drop of water. The distant islands are as light as dust. All the animals in the forests of Lebanon are not enough for a sacrifice to our God, and its trees are too few to kindle the fire. The nations are nothing at all to him. To whom can God be compared? How can you describe what he is like? He is not like an idol that workers make, that metal workers cover with gold and set in base of silver. Anyone who cannot afford silver or gold chooses wood that will not rot. He finds a skillful worker to make an image that won't fall down. Do you not know? Were you not told long ago? Have you not heard how the world began? It was made by the one who sits on his throne above the earth and beyond the sky. And the people below look as tiny as ants. He stretched out the sky like a curtain, like a tent in which to live. He brings down the powerful rulers and reduces them to nothing. They are like young plants, just set out and barely rooted. When the Lord sends a wind, they dry up and blow away like straw. To whom can the holy God be compared? Is there anyone else like him? Look up at the sky. Who created the stars that you see? The one who leads them out like an army. He knows how many there are and calls each one by name. His power is so great, not one of them is ever missing. Israel. Why then do you complain that the Lord doesn't know your troubles or care if you suffer injustice? Don't you know? Haven't you heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. He created all the world. He never grows tired or weary. No one understands his thoughts. He strengthens those who are weak and tired. Even those who are young grow weak. Young people can fall exhausted. But those who trust in the Lord for help, 
will find their strength renewed. They will rise on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow weak. 2 Corinthians 6 In our work together with God, then, we beg you, who have received God's grace, not to let it be wasted. Hear what God says. When the time came for me to show you favor, I heard you. When the day arrived for me to save you, I helped you. Listen, this is the hour to receive God's favor. Today is the day to be saved. We do not want everyone to find fault with our work, so we try not to put obstacles in anyone's way. Instead, in everything we do, we show that we are God's servants by patiently enduring troubles, hardships, and difficulties. We have been beaten, jailed, and mobbed. We have been overworked and have gone without sleep or food. By our purity, knowledge, patience, and kindness, we have shown ourselves to be God's servants by the Holy Spirit, by our true love, by our message of truth, and by the power of God. We have righteousness as our weapon, both to attack and to defend ourselves. We are honored and disgraced. We are insulted and praised. We are treated as liars, yet we speak the truth, as unknown, yet we are known by all, as though we were dead. But as you see, we live on. Although punished, we are not killed. Although saddened, we are always glad. We seem poor, but we make many people rich. We seem to have nothing, yet we rarely possess everything. Dear friends in Corinth, we have spoken frankly to you. We have opened our hearts wide. It's not we who have closed our hearts to you. It is you who have closed our hearts to us. I speak now as though you were my children. Show us the same feeling that we have for you. Open your hearts wide. Do not try to work together as equals with unbelievers, for it cannot be done. How can right and wrong be partners? How can light and darkness live together? How can Christ and the devil agree? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? How can God's temple come to terms with pagan idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God himself has said, I will make my home with my people and live among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. And so the Lord says, You must leave them and separate yourselves from them. Have nothing to do with what is unclean and I will accept you. I will be your father, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. We're going to have our second piece of music, just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And then after the music, we're going to pray.
before we say our prayers today, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you, then drop us a line through the usual channels. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email. They're all there. If you check the show notes, there are links in the show notes that will be able to take you to wherever you need to go. But let's pray, shall we? Forgive me, Father, for lingering on yesterdays, ruining my todays and clouding up my tomorrows. Help me with my tendency to live in the land of I used to be. Give me the courage to believe that you've put my past in its proper place and want to do a new glorious thing in me today, a glorious and gracious thing that brings you honour and me salvation. Lord, you know we are hungry for many things. Acceptance and recognition, meaning and purpose, a sign that we are valuable. Lord, we are hungry for love. It's so easy to fill ourselves with other things, the pursuit of money, to follow vain desires. In a world of great iniquity, Lord, where Lazarus still begs at the rich man's gate, give us thankful acceptance of the gift of life and recognition for the commonwealth of sharing. Teach us the meaning of contentment with enough, and a purpose not in our own needs alone, but in the needs of others. Lord, you have given us such worth. Fill us with your love. Show us what really satisfies. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episode can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the prayers. And if you want to partner with Walking the Way, and please, we would appreciate it if you would, head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. And for more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk. And don't forget, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. My name is Ray. And so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue walking the way.